I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional, Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi. We hope you have had a good weekend and have a great start to the week so far. We would like to thank our sponsor, Pet Sitters Associates, and our Patreons, Jack and Jennifer. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like to learn more about what a Patreon is and becoming one, you can visit our website, PetsitterConfessional.com slash support. Today's episode really comes about because we have interviewed, you, Colin, have interviewed so many people from all over the pet care industry. Some are really well-known experts in the field, and others are just starting on their journey, or maybe they've been in the business for many years, but live in a small town or um, just aren't very well known, but are very successful in their businesses. And I wanted to talk about that there is this pressure in the pet care industry to grow mm. and to grow big, mm-hmm. to scale your business, to to make more, to do more, just more, 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 to continue to push yourself further, push your business further, go forward, and just like I said, grow. Absolutely. It, it really does feel like there's this mentality that if you aren't growing, if you're not reaching six, seven figures in business, that you are not successful. And that is patently false. That comes from a toxic mindset about what success, what winning is. You need, we all need to come to understand what we want our businesses to look like. That just because we are, quote unquote, only doing it ourselves or only have one walker or two walkers doesn't mean that we are not successful. This comes from this lack of content about ourselves and from comparing ourselves to other in a very unhealthy and unhelpful way. Right. Because the point here is... What if you don't want to be doing more? What if you don't want to grow your business to six figures, seven figures? But you have everyone around you saying, you have to, you have to. Why aren't you doing this? What are you doing wrong? And we always need to take a step back and reassess what we actually want out of our business. Do we want to do that? you You said that, I know. But really let that sit with us. What do we want our business to be? And stop giving control of our business to people around us, to our clients, to friends, to family, to other business owners. And remember, it's our business. And then also, what if you never want to hire? A lot of the experts are pushing hiring and so you can grow your business and do more. And what if you just don't want to? Like, I know someone that you've interviewed just doesn't is is okay with just being a solopreneur and doesn't want to hire anybody ever. And I think that's perfectly fine. Like we (laughs) we work together and we don't really have an interest in hiring somebody and maybe we will in the future, but we haven't so far. And right now we we don't really want to either. So it's okay to be a solopreneur for the, your career in pet care. If you don't want to grow, you don't have to. Right. Again, not letting other people control your business or tell you what you should be doing. What we should all want in the end is to have a business that supports us, that allows us to make a living. Period. End of story. How you define 
what you what you need to live, what you need to to feed your family, to to pay your bills, that is completely separated from everybody else's goals, dreams, and mindset. Right. Because also, what if you live in a very small town, <laughs> right? Like we live in a very small town in Missouri and there, the whole Midwest is riddled with very small towns. And what if you live there? You don't want to be traveling 30 miles one way just to see a client. You might have to be content with that you're only going to grow so much. Right. And there's no amount of Instagram hashtag following or engagement or marketing or next level kind of thinking that you'll be able to do to get in more clients when there just aren't that many around. That's what your business is going to be. And I want to say that that is amazing. That is just great that you are able to run a profitable business that earns you a living where you live. That's awesome. And then being able to do that day after day, year after year for the long run is really, I think, one of the most spectacular things. If you want to grow your business, charge $0. You will get literally all of the clients. Now... We wouldn't recommend that, though. <laughs> we would not. That's not recommended. What balance works for you? And what level of growth, what level of sustained business are you able to keep up? Are you able to do? Knowing this, but this, this, is, this is a hard conversation because it gets to trying to understand what our limits are. Looking into ourselves and going, what can I handle? The world tells me I should be able to handle hiring 30 walkers and expanding areas across my state and expanding into all sorts of places and growing, 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 growing. But I don't think I can handle that. Maybe, maybe all I want is to, to see 50 clients and that be it. Not that, be, not that be it, but that's just great. That's just fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And so getting caught up in this rat race of I've got to do better, I've got to do more. If I'm not doing more, I'm not successful. Trying to prove ourselves to others is not the business that we're in. We're in the business of taking care of dogs and doing an amazing job at it. Period. End of story. Yeah. And you touched on the Instagram thing there. A lot of people are saying you need to have a ton of followers and you need on, on Facebook, on Instagram, you need to be on all the platforms and have tons of people. But it really, if you're in a small town, it really doesn't make sense. And probably not going to happen for a small town pet sitter to have 8,000 followers on Instagram or whatever. If your town is the size of 5,000 or whatever, like you're, you're like it because you also, those, those followers, you want to be your clients or your potential clients within your local area. You don't want somebody from Bangladesh following you on Instagram because there's no way that you're going to walk their dog. Right. Now, I know some of that does change as we start offering different services, whether that's virtual services or whether that is shipping goods. So some of that does change. But at the core, Staying local, being hyper-local, hyper-plugged in and immersed in the community, there's nothing better than that. And again, this is realizing our own limits, our own limits of the community that we live in, what capacity is there for growth, and really stop, stop focusing on growth and look at sustainability. It's this different mindset of, of how can I make this sustain me for 30 
40 years. If that's what you want. If that's what you want. Yeah. We can grow as fast as we can. Again, set your prices to zero. Have fun growing. Now, what's sustainable? What do you want out of your business? And if COVID has taught us anything, it's to look internally and see what we want. A lot of people were burned out in January and February. We don't want to do that anymore. We want to be able to say no to the clients that we don't want and yes to the clients that we do want. We, are, we were fed up. We are fed up with being burned out. We don't want to go back to those ways. Mm-hmm. So just to clarify, to make sure that you're not hearing what we're not saying, we're not saying that wanting to grow is bad. We're not saying that wanting to not grow is better. What we are saying is it's your business and stop letting other people tell you how to run it. Absolutely. You need to have that power. You need to have that control. And whatever systems, support, protocols you need to get in place to do that, do it. Because when other people are running your business, that's <laughs> like, like why even have the business at that point? And sometimes those that control can leak out because uh, just over time we could become lax or we start capitulating to others, whether that's clients or whether that's to uh, part owners, whether that's to family members, whether that's to employees. And remembering that if people are telling you things to do things that you don't want to do, you don't have to do them. And if you need to hear, if you need to be given permission for that, you have our permission to say no to things that you don't want to do. And so as we're talking about being content in our business, how would you say to become more content? What does what contentment mean and how can we foster that as a mindset? Well, I think that's going to look different for everybody. We are content with just staying the two of us running our business. We are content with where we live right now in a small town versus moving to a larger city where we could easily get a lot more clients. Being content is understanding what your goals, objectives, what your values are. Where we live, for, for us, we live where we live currently allows us to do things with our family, raise our family the way we want to, and to run our business the way we want to. We just, we value that. We wouldn't want anything different right now. And so if you haven't taken that time to reassess your goals, your dreams, your hopes, aspirations, and really look at what you, you personally value, now is a great time to do that. Great time to start. Contentment comes when we become detached from what grounds us and we float all over. So what grounds you? What holds you steady when things get crazy? What do you always return back to in, when you start thinking about what you want in life? And run your business to meet that. So for us, it's family, first and foremost. We structure our business such that our family comes first. And that means not taking on 400 new clients a year. Well, and not doing tons of house sits, tons of drop-ins, tons of dog walks, things that take us out of the house, away from our kids. We want to do boardings and daycares right now because our kids are young and we want to stay home with them and do things and go to the parks with them and and just have fun with them. Right. And so because we know that that's one of our values, we make decisions around that. That keeps us grounded in our decisions, both personally and in our business. Before we continue, we would like to do a shout out to our sponsor, Pet Sitters Associates. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, they have provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. 
If you work in the pet care industry or if you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at petsitllc.com. You can get a discount when joining by clicking Membership Pet Sitter Confessional and use the discount code CONFESSIONAL at checkout to get $10 off today. Check out the benefits of membership and insurance once again at petsitllc.com. Well, when we're talking about this growing, we also need to talk about healthy boundaries before you grow because you don't want to be so focused on growing and the growth of your business that you wind up being all about the money, but with no self-care in place. So if you grow too big, but you don't have any healthy boundaries, no personal freedom, no way to really pull yourself back, that's not good. Right. Instead, at the very beginning, at the very foundation, right whenever you, quote unquote, only have five clients, you need to be asking, we need to be asking ourselves, do I have healthy boundaries with them? Could I scale the boundaries that I have with them if I went from five to 50 to 500? Start at the very beginning, setting up good boundaries. Start small so it's easier to manage so that as you grow, you don't have to worry about the boundaries because it's just part of who you are and what your business is. And if you choose, if you want to end up growing, you can do that much more organically and in a much healthier way and and know that you're taken care of. Right. This is your business. This is our business. You know, we started this business and a lot of people started their businesses by taking care of pets to take care of the pets. But now that it's your business and your business can and should be taking care of you then. So my business is not being taken care of and run by others. It's run by me. It's run by you. So I have to control. I have to take control over my business. And if my business isn't taking care of my needs, that's not okay. That's bad. So if you need to, if I need to serve less clients to meet my needs of a healthy, less toxic environment, then I need to do that. But some people will say, just hire a manager or hire the dog walker. Well, unless you don't want to hire. (laughs) (laughs) Hiring is not just as simple as saying, sweet, now someone else can do all the work. I can offload everything to them. No, now you have to manage another person. You have to manage that person, their problems or your problems. When they are sick, you take over. When they are hurt, you fill in. Unless you build in multiple layers between you and the, the field staff and you and the administration. But then again, you, you need to make sure that you're content with hiring and working at that level and growing big and are okay with looking at just the big picture and being the visionary of the company instead of being involved in the work. And again, we need to make sure that we're stating here, don't hear what we're not saying. We're not saying that growing big with multiple layers and doing the visionary work for the company is a bad thing. We're just saying, take a step back and make sure that that's what you want to be doing for your business. Right. If you're content with one client, if you're content with a thousand clients, it's whatever you want to meet your values, your needs, your goals. And if you lose that, you kind of become ungrounded, like you were saying. And flit after every little thing that comes by. And we chase after these 
marginal gains to try and take us to the next level. Whatever that is, Uh, which is why it's really good to have a vision statement, a mission statement for your company. This is so that it, it just as much as it is to tell other people what your business is about, it's to remind you each and every time you have to make a decision so that you can say, if it doesn't align with my priorities, my goals, then we aren't going to do that because that's not what our business is about. And at each step, trying to understand, does this decision get me closer to fulfilling this statement or get me further away from it? Also, though, statements can change as your business changes, as the markets change, as the industry as a whole changes. Right, right. You may have redone your vision statement over COVID. Right. And, and it should change. That should be part of a natural process. It's, it's just important to know what you want your business to stand for and what you personally want to stand for and what you want out of your business. We're using a lot of you and self and that thing. That's okay. It's not selfish to to talk in those kind of terms and to want something more out of our business. So if you want weekends off, that's going to look very different than someone who is willing to work seven days a week. The business structure will look different and that's okay. So think about where that comes from mentally. If you want weekends off or whatever your example is, Do you feel like you have to do that solely because that's the only way that you feel you can make enough money or because there's that that saying, idle hands are the devil's work or whatever, whatever whatever that saying is? (laughs) Or is it because you feel like you have to be constantly doing something because of the standards that were set by your parents or experts in the business that... You know, a lot of people say if you aren't growing, then you're dying. Really look at why you have the attitudes that you do. Right. This mindset, this is this is what we're talking about. We're talking about this mindset work of if you want to grow, okay, ask yourself, why? Why do I want to grow? Why do I feel the need to grow? Again, don't hear what we're not saying. We're not saying that growing is bad. We're just saying understand why. It could be the 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 inverse of that. Why do you not want to grow? Where is that coming from? It's it's not good, bad, indifferent. All mindset work is, is being introspective and trying to understand why we feel the way we feel. Taking control of our actions and attitudes away from the outside world and bringing them back internal into ourselves, housing them there. You know, it could be, why are my attitudes around charging more so visceral? Why do I get so uppity about that? Why does it make me feel so anxious? Well, I've, we've mentioned this a couple times. It could be you're afraid of losing clients, of of losing that money. Maybe you had an unhealthy relationship with finances growing up or had bad experiences around talking about money or discussing those kind of things. All of that plays into why we react the way we do. You may get to the bottom of that well and go, I'm perfectly fine with everything I've learned about myself. And that's okay. Great then you understand why you are the way you are. And that's good. We aren't saying every time you do mindset work, you'll only find bad things. It's good and bad things, strengths and weaknesses. So that when you go to make decisions, you can make the best decisions and really understand who you are. It seems obvious, but self-care is taking care of yourself. (laughs) So so who are you? Mm. What do you need? If you aren't introspective, then you could be caring for the wrong person if you don't know who you are. It goes the same way for your business. If your business is set up for someone who you think you are and you aren't that person, then you'll never be able to care for that person in yourself or in your business. Right. You'll never be 
content because what we're talking about here is we're talking about aligning our personality, the way we are, our thoughts, our attitudes with our business so that they're in harmony so that our business can actually help us and we can help our business. It's when they're out of alignment and in discordance that when things get out of balance, that you feel like you're not a good fit, that something's wrong. We've all had that feeling of, uh, I can't put my finger on it. Something's not working here. This is a sign that we are becoming disconnected or not grounded anymore. And we tend to think at that point, it's the business's fault. I've set up something wrong. I need to find that next marginal gain to get the next level kind of mentality. But is it actually ourselves? Are we getting in the way? Have we wandered too far from our core values? Run run the business that you want. Yeah. Not that someone else tells you to run. Yeah. And part of that, again, as you said, Megan, is knowing who you are and what your personality is. And then make sure it's aligned with your business. Make your business aligned with who you are. It's a hard process, but it, it doesn't have to be. You can take small, simple steps and start somewhere. Just start thinking about what you want in your life. So for us, it's family. Mm-hmm. That is a huge component of our life. The ability to be available to our kids is great. So now from that, how do we run our business? Well, we don't do a ton of drop-ins and overnights. We primarily focus on daycare and boarding. We run a home-based business. So when we say that, we are saying no to a whole lot of things. Yeah. (laughs) And mostly to a whole lot of growth. Right. We don't own a facility. We are just in our home. So when we turn people away, we don't also say, oh, I'll do drop-ins while you are away on vacation. Because we know what that means. We lived that for years. And when we say no, it's no. Right. We also don't want to be hiring people right now because we don't want to to manage them. That's not something else we want on our plate. We are perfectly happy with being able to provide in our home-based care, boarding and daycare for the dogs that come to us so that we can be together as a family, spend that time, and know that we're providing a quality service. So it's all about weighing the scales. So family time is heavy for us, and it takes a lot for us to shift the scales in the other direction, whether that's money or for the client, but we're constantly weighing those scales. Right. We recognize the loss of saying no, but we also recognize the value that we have just added. We've said more family time. That's what we want. Right. And this is going to look different for everybody. And that's okay. Because again, this is about you having your contentment with your business. That's what this whole thing has been been about. So start judging the cost versus the worth on the back end. So when you say no to something, remember, I know we've talked about this a lot, but when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. Your ability to make that decision is firmly based and grounded in what you value. If you value travel, you're going to say no to a lot of things as well. Probably a lot of boarding and daycares. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some people may say that, well, you could own a facility, but... Do you want to be doing that? Again, it's getting back to those core values, those core principles that you hold dear. So the next time somebody says, why aren't you growing more? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? Remember, the answer comes down to what you value and what you want out of your business. And that's okay. Let nobody tell you 
how you should be running it. Stand in your business because it's yours and have confidence in that, especially when it's aligned with what you want out of it. And that's wonderful. There could be fewer things could be more wonderful than having a business that you can stand proud in because it aligns with your values and it meets your needs. We also wanted to talk about something that's kind of been in the news last week. Um, Facebook rolled out their new terms of service that are going to be as of October 1st. And they basically said that they're going to censor you if they think that your content will create a lawsuit for them. Right. So if they deem content posted would would be viewed negatively, negatively towards Facebook in any way or go against any of their terms of service and conditions, they can remove it and they don't really have to tell you why. Well, and they can do this because they are a private company. They are not a publicly traded company, so they can still say, this: these are our rules, and if you want to use our platform, you have to abide by them. Right. So whether you like it or not, you can't change it. This is the way it is. Right. So this is a, more of an incentive to make sure that your clients, your customers, are not solely reliant on Facebook. That so have, have an email list. Have an email list. Have your, face, have your website up to snuff and and uh, sharing content there too. Going hand in hand to this, actually, Megan, you bring this up. It does have to do with Facebook, but it also has to do with the new uh, operating system for iPhones. So iOS 14 is coming out this fall. It's a release focused primarily on privacy, and it has a special feature coming out early 2021. And so one of the things that iOS 14 can do is, well, that it does is it requires apps to ask the user to collect information. And if the user says no, this user is now anonymous within that app. How in the world does this relate to pet sitting businesses? Well, if you've ever run a targeted ad on Facebook or Instagram and selected the demographic and location and interests and all that kind of stuff. And most of us have done this because (laughs) that's what the experts say, how to get new clients. And sometimes it does work. This will become less and less effective the more people activate this option on iOS 14. Yeah, because you were telling me earlier that they're if they mark themselves as anonymous, they're just going to be 00.00 like... You're not going to know their location, their age, their gender, none of that. So you're not going to be able to target, I want, you know, a 47-year-old female in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, (laughs) or wherever your service area (laughs) is that you're trying to target. They're just going to be anonymous. So you're not going to necessarily be able to target that specific person. Right. I mean, Facebook knows all all of these things about you because it's able to track you as you go from app to app, as you go from... Uh, add to add as you go from website to website after you visited Facebook. They're able to track you because of that. If you activate this, you become anonymous, which is what I think a a lot of us like. We don't like being tracked or followed. However, this is not good as a business. (laughs) Many of us require, many of us use this to target people. So be aware that the effectiveness of a lot of these ads may start to go down as this becomes more and more popular. So if you've been reliant on this, this is just a word of caution to start looking at other forms of marketing, digging into your local community, sending out, you know, getting getting old fashioned here, sending out flyers, going door to door, business cards, business cards, making those kind of connections and really, uh, and really going into things that are a little bit more physical, a little bit more sticky, that hang around for a little while, just because this kind of targeted advertising on the social networks is going to be is going to be impacted for sure. Facebook uh, will have links to a couple articles about this in the show notes that talk 
about the impact that this is going to have on targeted ad revenue in Facebook. Well, and once again, this is only applying to iOS systems, not Android? I, only iOS systems, not Android. So I know that market share isn't it is not evenly split, but it is a good chunk of the market that's going to be that can be impacted by this if they choose to activate to be anonymous. And now here's Natasha with this week's Ask a Pet Biz Coach segment. How do I revitalize my business? Should I start working on me first? So great question. How do I revitalize my business? And should I work on me first? Um, It's always good to take a self-reflection. It doesn't matter if you're rocking, if you're a six-figure business, you're a million-dollar business, you're a billion-dollar business. You always want to continue growth and you want to keep revolving and staying relevant. So if you ever get into a phase or you're like, okay, cool, in a pandemic or hire a new employee or add a new service or add a new feature, you should always continue to think about the future and future growth. I always say like, take, do your morning tea. It's like one of my mindful morning routines. So if you don't have a mindful morning routine, get one. Um, but what I do is I wake up, I do not look at my cell phone. I drink my tea, walk your dog if that makes you feel relaxed and just think about what you genuinely want for yourself, your family and your business. And once you can become really clear, you can then put a business plan that's very clear and then you can execute it to a team that's very clear. So revitalizing your business is a good thing. I literally just did a whole new face brand and I love my business. I love what we stand for. I loved our colors. But I said, you know what? I think I want to start doing accessories now. We're doing pretty good at dog walking. I want to take this online. So I was like, you know what? I think my old branding is very dog walker-ish. Like it's walk with Renzo and Ruby, all about walk, 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 which I love at the time. But now I want to start adding like more of a luxury touch. I want to add more like harnesses and leashes and bow ties. So what am I going to do next? So I hired someone to do a complete rebrand. And most people would say, you're crazy for doing a rebrand, right? But I kept the name the same. It's just Renzo Ruby. We shortened it. And it's just a spinoff to now add accessories. So if you're in a funk or a slum or like a blur in your business, you know, it's getting repetitive. That's a good thing. That is an area, a mood, a feeling that means it's time to grow. It's time to explore. It's time to educate yourself you know, do some continued education online or such and start to add more features that make you excited. Um, Get your team involved. See, hey, what do you guys think about our company? What do you think about what we should add or where we should go? They, trust me, have already had a game plan for you. It is hilarious how our employees have visions for us also. Ask them, say, hey, where do you guys vision this company going? Oh my God, they'll be so happy to talk to you about it and say, yeah, I think you guys should. I think, you know, I had a social media girl who was our walker and she was like, you know what? It's cool. It looks cute, but I think you should make it like a little cleaner. I said, what does that mean? She said, I don't know, like put some more clean lines in and change the font. I think the font needs updating. And I loved it. It was such great feedback that I was able to grow and clients are probably thinking the same thing. So if you're thinking about making changes, reach within, reach within your team and your community and go for it. Give a give a refresh. It's like I feel like I'm dating a new business now that I have this new branding and this new vision. It's fun. It's my next five years I'm looking forward to. That slump and that like blah just means growth. It's like, okay, I'm feeling like this is super repetitive. And I felt like that in the dog walking business pretty early on. 
Like I was like, okay, I'm going to pick it up, up every day, do a post walk, put it back. I'm going to walk the same climb, same route. You know, I would try like intentionally to change my route up, to change my direction up, give them anything. Um, because that was also good information for clients. I'm like, oh, we did a new route today. Oh, I try to switch it up a little bit. Oh, I'm teaching them something else. Um, so that's just like, you know, in the field. But even in your business online, there's so many other avenues. And I'm meeting so many different people who are doing different you know, strategies. I'm like, oh, tell me what you're doing. Oh, that sounds fun. I think I should add that too. You tell me more, you know, reach out to people because that's how you really, you start to grow and collaborate. And that's what, I think you asked me the question a couple of weeks ago, you know, if you're a solo business, how do you make yourself more diverse or how do you add more and make yourself seem bigger? Your collaborations, your collaborations, you're adding those on your social media, on your pages. And you're like, we're with this person, we're with that person. And next thing you know, you've actually got a pretty rounded business. So there's so much, there's so many ways to, to kind of give you a little revamp. If you would like Natasha to be your personal pet business coach, you can go to her website, startscalesale.com and use the code PSC20 for 15% off any of her coaching. And I do want to go ahead and give a little teaser here. Coming up in October, there's going to be a really, really fun summit that we are working with Natasha on called the Game Changers Summit. It's a group of 15 speakers coming all together. It's totally free, October 7th, 8th, and 9th. It's a group of peers, mentors, and influencers. And uh, I don't know what bucket we fall into that, but uh, Megan and I will actually be speaking at this as well about marketing and about podcasting and some other interesting stuff too. So uh, get that on your calendars. Be on the lookout for ways to subscribe. And uh, we can't wait to see you all there. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pet Sitters Associates. And we thank you so much for listening and taking the time out of your day to enjoy our episode. And if you wouldn't mind clicking subscribe and leaving us a review, we would really appreciate that. <laughs>